everybody, and welcome Whoa. back to the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe, the 1313 Podcast. I'm Jacob. Ooh. I'm Jackson. And I'm Tommy. And you're welcome for that very, very mediocre trumpet playing, brought to you by my fourth grade trumpet teachings. Ooh. Hey, but he kind of hit it, though. He kind of was hitting that hard, I won't lie to you. Gotta hit the gritty after that trumpet play. Dude, I should hit the... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> making me want to hit the stanky leg. Bro, what the what? <laughs> the stank? No, that's not the dance I've heard for a long time. <laughs> anyway. You think Obi-Wan ever? No. You, be, you think Obi be hitting the gritty? You think Obi-Wan ever bust it down in the club? No. All the no. time. All the time. Never in Coruscant Underworld, you're just busting it down in the club. Anyways, this is the so most mediocre civilized. podcast in the Star Wars universe, the 1313 podcast. Here we are. A little bit of housekeeping before we start. Please be sure to join that Discord. Link is in the description. You know the deal. We talk Star Wars. We have fun. It's a great community. Be sure to join. For those who fail to uh, have enough brain cells to navigate uh, to where the Discord is, you simply go to any of our social media pages, hit the link tree, which is in the bio, and then the top link is the Discord. Now, you have to have the Discord app downloaded if you're using or, a mobile device. And if you're yes. on a desktop or laptop, then there's the browser that you can just go through that. And it's really not that hard after that. If you have any technical difficulties, you can message us and we will Laugh. make fun of you promptly. Not actually, probably to each <laughs> other, but what? Then, <laughs> then you can join the Discord. Anyway, also be sure that you're sl absolutely slapping that subscribe button because when we hit 500 subscribers, you, yes, you can win this bad batch. The bad batch Rex figure. The bad batch Rex figure. You can win this bad batch Rex figure. <laughs> this figure is from the Black Series. It's the bad batch Rex. He's Captain Rex in his Bad Batch uh, appearance. You can I've win that. always wanted a Bad Batch Rex. Well, if you've always wanted a Bad, I've bad Batch Rex. I've always wanted one. If you've always wanted a Bad Batch Rex figure. I would, I would love if, if I could get one. Well, you can. All you have to do is be subscribed to the 1313 <coughs> Podcast. If, if you guys could rig the giveaway so that I could win it. I love your content. It's not a bad batch either because it has both the correct legs, unlike the misprints that were happening. Man, my defective one was really a bad batch, wasn't it? It was indeed. Anyway, And speaking of the bad batch... The bad batch will be coming out later this year. That's right. We're not getting it in the spring like it was originally slated. That's just because Kenobi's coming out. All right. Which, honestly, though... Makes sense. Why, why would anyone in their right mind ever think, yeah... Star Wars will release two shows simultaneously to one another. If you thought that, you're dumb. You have a smooth brain. I'm sorry. You just do. Shame on you. Shame on you. We only know that just because there was an article posted by Star Wars Insider with an advertisement for season two of The Bad Batch, which just said coming soon instead of spring 2022. We got this news from our good friends, Lightsaber Radio. Yes. We've done a habit chat with Lightsaber Radio. If you haven't subscribed. If you are not subscribed to Lightsaber subscribe. Radio, make sure that you are subscribed to the Lightsaber Radio YouTube channel. That's facts. That's facts. Anyways. um, Yeah, but. I really, again, I really don't understand, and especially because the first season of the show came out in the summertime, why would anybody think that it would not come out in the summertime for season two? Just being real with you. Yep. I don't know. Oh, wow. Anyways, that's the Star Wars news that we have for you this week. Do we want to talk mm -hmm. about 10? 
We could, we could talk about Tem. Yeah, so yeah. spoilers for Kenobi. If you potential don't want spoilers. Like, potential spoilers uh, for Obi-Wan Kenobi, skip ahead to the next chapter of this podcast if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, then just like scrub ahead five or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You'll figure it out. But yeah, essentially, also from Lightsaber Radio, we had received pictures of Tamir Morrison on the set of Kenobi. Who, Ooh. well, we believe to be Tamir Morrison. There's also rumors like saying him. that it was a guy in the 501st. Yes. And yes. he was claiming that it wasn't Tamir Morrison, but it was him. But that would be a really good way for Disney to kind of cover up the fact that it is Tamir Morrison. Especially if they didn't want that knowledge known yet, because mm-hmm. they're so extremely tight-lipped about these shows. Yeah, right, right. and it's very obvious that he's wearing trooper boots. At first, I was almost positive that they were clone trooper boots because along the the side of the shoe, there's two lines that kind of come up. But I also have noticed that the, the sole of the shoe is black. There's a black sole, which is what you see in Stormtrooper okay, shoes. But the shape of the shoe is definitely not Stormtrooper boots. Stormtrooper boots are shaped almost like yes. a pointy 70s dress shoe. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I, mean, I we agree. have a Black Series Stormtrooper. Or we could. We Why did you pick ones. one of the. Oh! Oh no! Pick, take one off the shelf. So, Jacob, I need you to narrate this demonstration while I show it to the. Actually, this guy. Yeah, I. Bring so, it up to the camera if you ain't so, watching. You should watch. Open Spotify. You can. Oh God! No, don't knock Please down don't our trip monitor. On the so, as you can see, the tip of the shoe comes to a point. It's not round. It's not Buzz Lightyear shoes. It is. Buzz, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. See what I feel like we could be seeing as well potentially is a slight change or just to... another mod it's it's the mods they're back shut up it's just a slight change to how if tamir morrison is actually wearing clone trooper army armor like i said a change clone to army. shut clone up army. a change to how it's going to look in live action because That'd be the stupid. reason i don't know why they would do that well because the, <laughs> the cgi clones only work but their armor clips half the time because the armor isn't meant to be worn by real human they beings. They literally clipped in the Mandalorian. You could see the thigh plates clipped yes. into the cod piece. So that's why I feel like mm-hmm. they would need to change it if they wanted to do a realistic adaptation of it so that yeah. actors could move and not stab themselves with their armor while moving. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, like um, as someone who has actually put on 501st um, approved uh, clone armor, you do get a decent range of motion. It's not much, but... Especially with the, it's. I think you get, in my opinion, you get less mobility with the Clone Wars armor. If you have realistic armor on, um, you do have a little bit more mobility. It's not much, but you you do have a little bit. Mm-hmm. They be clunky boys in real life. They be clunky and chunky for the most part. Yeah. But yeah, uh, possibly seeing t- Tem in the uh, in the next. Well, I I think it's either for a flashback or you know my hope is that. Or, I shouldn't say my hope, what I think would be cool to see in the show would be if Obi-Wan killed, like, a purge trooper or something and then lifted up his helmet and it was Cody. Damn. Because Obi-Wan hasn't gone through enough trauma and pain yet. I want... Give me more. Jeez. I want to cry my eyes out during the show. I want to ball. Yep. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, at any rate. do y'all like music? I like music. Do you like music? Tony? I was listening to music on my way here. Really, Jackson? Do you like music? I do listen to music. I'm forced to listen to your music whenever we drive. Of course. Can't do nothing about it. Your hands are on the wheel. Um, One hand on the wheel. 
other I on could the crash the car on one hand the on the wheel, the, the other the on his face. Yep. Anyway, so one of the biggest parts of Star Wars as a series and as an entire three part trilogy, as a saga, is the music that makes the movies. We saw in the OT, the kind of beginning of movies starting to use pieces of music as themes, as medleys for characters, which was an amazing thing. And the music is one of those things that just creates a better atmosphere for a film. It's one of those things that can make a scene more impactful, more intense, sadder. It it really sets the tone for a movie in its, in, in its entirety. And it's one of those things that people really don't talk about too much when they talk about films as a whole because they always talk about the the choreography or the stunts or the vfx or the actors or how hot tom holland is or whether or not the actors dropped a knife or whether or not the actors were in the scene when cgi yoda is fighting count dooku and they spin Mm -hmm. or or when the mod do the spin but no the music is one of the most important things to me as a star wars fan just because i'm a huge music nerd i love listening to music all the time all types of music one of my goals is to collect all of the uh soundtracks on vinyl and as of now i have an original press of uh a new hope from 77 i have uh uh rise of skywalker and i have the force awakens and then i also have a um it's called a story of star wars it's basically it's like an audiobook Oh, for uh, a new hope and it came because it was before vhs was a thing so it was just like a play-by-play of the movie with actually like mark hamill harrison ford that's really cool like voicing like the characters in it so that's a super piece of uh star wars history that i have it's not too expensive you can find them online for like i think 30 bucks if you if you have a vinyl player and you want to experience it it's pretty cool but um no, I thought it'd be cool to just kind of go through and be like, hey, what's your what's your top three favorite songs in Star Wars? You don't have to know them by name if you want to hum them out because you don't know it or you just want to say the scene that it's in. I don't know. I, I did want to say, I mean, I feel, are we going to go further into this discussion or are we just going to leave it at our top three? Uh, we can go we can further go into further. the okay, discussion. I, I have like different I have a point or two to, to make yeah, but okay, we get but, into that. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick a top three, I would pick um, Anakin's Dark Deeds. Mm. Um, that song Ooh. just has such good ambiance, and whenever you hear the song, you just feel like you're loading into Felucia. <laughs> you feel Anakin's internal struggle. You feel the pain. You feel the anguish. Mm-hmm. And again, huge shout out to John Williams, but not just John Williams. Also now Ludwig Göransson. Yep. I think that's how you say his last name. He has really taken the mantle on new star wars music for these new live action shows and mm-hmm. just done amazing things with it um i would say that out of the top three i think the mandalorian theme has to be in my top Ooh. three as well mm-hmm. it's just so unique and again it represents din Djarin as a character um and that's a point that i was going to bring up later was that star wars is so unique in that every major character and even some minor characters and supporting characters have these fantastic unique dynamic um motifs you'll hear a theme and you know Mm -hmm. what character is being even if the character doesn't show up you know what character is being talked about Mm -hmm. and i think that that's one of the things that really um sets star wars uh at a different level than other Mm -hmm. franchises of fantasy because Mm -hmm. of that but i would say if i had my third piece 
Man, that'd be tough because I'm definitely between a few here. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm still trying I, to think of a few. I think obvi- the obvious choice for me is Duel of the Fates. Yeah, it's Duel a good of the Fates yep. is just such a good song. And you just can't beat it. You really can't. So mm-hmm. that's what, I, and I would say it's in that order. Those are my three favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, uh, I think in order is sitting at number three uh would be anakin's dark deeds it's such a good one yeah uh it really like it does express the full like emotion of anakin skywalker with its big dramatic themes of emotion with the dark underlying tones to it it's just a fantastic piece i can't really say too much that you haven't already said i think probably my number two is tied between Ray's theme and the First Order theme from the sequels. Oh, those are because, both. Actually, yeah. I was considering Kylo's theme yeah. as one of my top Yeah, ones. because Kylo's theme is good because it's like it's one of the one of the more recognizable themes from the sequels, uh, just in the way that it fits into lots of music. But I think Ray's theme takes the cake for the sequels as like the best theme, just because it's like it's kind of it's light, it's inquisitive, it's exploring, it's like. You don't know who this is. You don't really know what they're about. That's why it's kind of like light and bouncy. It's kind of has a little bit of mystery to it. So that way it's like it really it does a really good job at expressing who Ray is, because for the most part, until the final movie, she doesn't even know who she is. She doesn't know who her family is. She doesn't know where she came from. So it's like a really nice way to just kind of like musically express to the audience. Some I'm Ray. Ray, Ray Skywalker. Like Skywalker. Um, you'll notice that the Skywalker theme plays. Yep. Anyways. Oh, it's it's the, the binary sunset. Yeah. Um, but, um... Uh, so, yeah, race theme is taking my number two. And I think my number one is Leia's theme plus fanfare from the Ooh. ending of Ooh. episode five. Ooh. That music is, like, right next to... If I... Uh, I have a tie for number one because it's either Leia's theme... Uh, cause that one is just, it's so powerful at the ending of episode five. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Cause it's like, there's sort of a triumphant victory, but then Han Solo's gone. The rebellion is like scattered to the winds. What's going to happen? You don't know what's going to happen. The bad guys have won. It's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? And that song just captures like that, that excitement for like what's coming next. But oh. Yes, but then tied for number one is Across the Stars from yep. the prequels. That song almost made me go into a music composing uh, major uh, for college. I love that song so much because even in that song, it expresses like the the love that Anakin and Padme have for each other, but then there's dark tones and dark pieces between it to show that it's not allowed. And it also shows like the like the darkness that resides within Anakin. But it also shows the brightness of the two characters and like how though their love is forbidden, it's beautiful in what it is. That song just gives me like that feeling in my chest. Uh-huh. That that feeling of like I, I guess like excitement. I don't want to say like almost almost like anxiety, but like excitement. You it gives know? you like butterflies. That, that <laughs> tight feeling in your chest. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. a good it's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. I think if if I were to get married and the girl likes Star Wars, that's gonna be the song that plays while I'm walking down the aisle. There's no ifs ands or uts about it. My parents did uh, a Star Wars themed reception to their wedding. Nice. They walked in together. Everyone, had, all the groomsmen and bridesmaids had lightsabers that they had nice. to walk through. My and parents they had a Han and Leia on the wedding cake. My parents walked into Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. 
But um, no, yeah, I think those are definitely my top two, just because they're probably some of the most powerful pieces within the entire Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. Sick. Yeah, I feel like before I get into my top three, another point I wanted to make that I've made before, but we have new subscribers to the podcast, so they should know Shout as well. Shout out to the new subscribers to the podcast. Facts. Shout out to all the new shinies. Welcome to the cringe. But because I took a music <laughs> class in uh, college last just, semester. Just so we can get it out of the way, we were all yeah. in singing groups together yes. in high school, and we were also all taking a lot of music classes in high mm-hmm. school. Varying so, levels of music theory yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. I took a class last semester called Music and Society, which was essentially talking about how like we live in a traditional music has changed over time. And they really didn't talk about rock and roll and jazz and everything else like that, which like I they think should have. Yeah, like they should have, because some of the quite frankly, that, that traditional orchestra, which is rap. Yeah, the orchestraic music dies off mm-hmm. as soon as it hits freaking 1920, practically, because nobody cares. Rap is just evolved jazz and R&B. And people that say rap is fake music are stupid. But the point that I'm trying to make is that in the 30s to 40s, there was a, a German composer who had uh, risen to fame. Don't remember the name, not going to care to research him because he was very controversial because he was a Nazi. But he ended up creating that whole idea that music should represent like a theme or a person, which then obviously was then popularized then by John Williams to do in Star Wars and all of his other movies as well. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like where that comes from to begin with is because I forget the one piece that we listened to in class by him. But again, it focused around that whole thing about like making something about that one character or that as soon as you hear it, you should know what's going on. There's a reason that in the book of Boba Fett, when they say they need muscle, the second you hear that theme, that's Din Djarin's theme. And it wasn't a question. Everyone knew right away they were talking about Din Djarin. Unless you're an actual brick. There's so many examples of that, though, within the Book of Boba. Yeah. Like, even when um, Luke was tossing around Grogu and he mentions Yoda, Yoda's theme starts to play in the background. So it's like, you hear Yoda and you go, oh, and then that music kicks in and then you get that tingling feeling of, like, remembrance of, like, what it is. Because music holds something to it that visuals just don't. It holds... It holds feeling and emotion to it. You can look at a picture and you could just be like, that's pretty. I feel like that's pretty. But if you hear a song that's connected to some core memory, it makes you feel a type of way. That's why mm-hmm. motifs and music and movies just work because they create a, there's a feeling ingrained yep. of a character or of a situation. And then when you hear it again, you get those emotions all over again. Just like how, um, uh, let's see. Uh, when you hear the Imperial March, like you think of evil, you think of darkness, you think of. Uh, I was just dr- giving you something oh. to fidget with. So you, you dropped a Lego. Oh my bad. You think of like you think <laughs> of dreary and you think of power, but when you see Darth Vader being le- picked up on that table for the first time, and you just hear the ending of like the Imperial March, just slow and dark, you just you can you feel the depth. You feel the darkness of the situation. You feel the power of what has just happened. Yes. Even it's the same thing. It's just played differently. It's like one of those things that just I I look for the most in, in film, like no matter what, like how good the, the music is just because it's one of those things that 
if there's like no emotion behind the music and it's just like for like action fighter just for a horror movie i'm like i don't care that much because it's like everything else if you're unique with it and you can tie it to other things and it can make me feel a type of way then it's fantastic speaking of horror movies i just recently watched um what no you say something my top three. Oh, you haven't got no because we did mine and i was going to explain something before i did it and then he said oh well, that fella jackson don't exist well, anymore go ahead jackson we'll just put Tommy's us your point top on. three you're just going with conversation jackson boohoo tommy can talk when i'm done i want my limelight you know what you know what i'm just gonna let everyone know now there's a high probability that jackson will not be on the podcast for like six weeks straight hey we're not gonna talk about that we're not because gonna talk jackson about decided that he wanted to we're go not overseas not you know now. what and I'm sad, Jackson. I'm, <laughs> I'm sad. sorry. What? You still got me. Yeah, but it's different when not all three of us are here. I was sad That's when okay. you weren't It'll here. It'll be the Jacob show anyway. Okay. This episode is. <laughs> so, but like, I guess my top three aren't in a particular order at all. When I think of music in Star Wars, I'm specifically thinking about things that have made me feel some sort of way or things that, or like connections to memories that I enjoy. So, like, the first one right off the top of my head that I can think of is the ending song that plays in season two of The Mandalorian when Luke is taking Rogu away. It's a mix of the traditional Mandalorian theme with, like, a lighter tone as well. It's got Rogu's theme. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think about as well. It's a mix of the two. And for me, it's really impactful because that scene is really sad for me because I hate to see that father and son connection be broken between mando and grogu in the first place and that piece like just perfectly like captures it because like you said it is a combination of those pieces and grogu's theme is so light that it's meant to be like you know like in the end this is a good thing because the mandalorian was choosing to put grogu first and help him succeed in training but it's mm. just like of a selfless action that's like really impactful. Ludwig is so good at just mixing two themes together. Yeah. There's that. There's. A, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 In Book of Boba, when you get that mix of Mando's theme and Boba's theme for the intro, oh. that is so good. That man like really picked up the bass recorder and said, what can I do with this? And then he made an absolute banger out of it. Yeah. I feel like the next one that I really want to hit for right now is going to be the book of boba theme just because it's so good i mean i have literally played it two almost two on every we have our own day. version of that song we do if you watch the end of every weekly podcast it's just day. so good like i'll put it on almost every single day or if i'm driving that's like the first song i'll play like when i'm starting up my car just because it's like it's so awesome that's the only way i can really express it it captures boba fett in music if i really had to do to explain it in any other way what are you looking at now jacob i'll mention it when you're done no no so i looked up uh because i wanted to speak about john williams when you were done i just about the stuff that he's worked on um why are you looking at me like that is he dead no it oh. was Damn, that's what I thought you were gonna talk about. Imagine if no. we had a live reaction. I would start. I would start John crying. Williams. I would cry. I would. I would just cut the podcast. I'd be like, yep. "All right, guys, we're gone. We'll see you later." Um, but no, it. And it, then I would title the YouTube video in all caps: "Live reaction to John Williams' death." Ah! It, but no, it on his list of things that he's worked on, it's showing up that he's gonna be doing the music for Indiana Jones Five. Ooh. 
Because we know he's also doing Kenobi. So thank God. That's the maker. Thank the maker. Okay. And then number one, a song that I used to listen to a whole lot, kind of like last semester, because I like to listen to music before I go to bed because it helps me wind down, slows like your brain process and whatnot. But Jackson.exe needs to shut up. I'm not a robot. He needs to go into sleep mode to get an update. (laughs) Everyone I know at school calls me a robot now. But um, it's going to have to be it's going to have to be victory and death from the end of Clone Wars. Like the second the piano strikes, like it's just instant sadness from me. Like I can just remember sitting in my living room with Tom and Jacob and a few other people like finishing Clone Wars and just sitting there to that and being like, that's it. The Clone Wars is over. There's never going to be another you know, episode of my show again. I just saw a TikTok today that to make that scene even... That's oh, copyrighted oh, music. You're thinking of burying the dead. Sorry, my um, bad, my bad. The episode is called Victory and Death. Pardon me. Yep. But, um... Stop, I Jacob. Say, You're not Jacob, that's copyrighted music. That is copyrighted, that's copyrighted music. music. We, don't copyrighted make, music. We, don't make, we don't make money off this. That's copyrighted music. But it'll still hurt us. copyright struck. No, we can't. Yeah. We, yes, don't make you money. can. We don't make money. Unless you post the entirety of a Kevin Hart special on YouTube... Then you won't get copyright struck. Jacob, please let your peewee brain understand what Jackson and I are trying to tell you. Nope. Oh Anyways, my gosh. I saw a TikTok today that um, actually makes that scene even sadder. Did you know that the moon that that cruiser crashes on is Bogdan, uh, where Jango Fett yes. met Darth Tyrannus? I yep. didn't know that. That so was literally uh, it, nice the, after. It, it ends right where it began. Yes. So and, that's like uh, the map, why the Clone Wars is a masterpiece to begin with. Yep. That song that when you brought up that song, I I, I did tear up. Yeah. I don't know why. No. Just thinking is, about watching that. It's so incredibly powerful. It, was, I would say it's the most powerful song in Star Wars for me. It's one of the most. Yeah. It's not on my top just because it's like, I think of all the other ones and like how much I I can like enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But I don't like to sit there and be like, man, this song makes me cry every time I listen to There's it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of times that Star Wars does a really good job with ambiance. Yes. Um, not like a song per se. My point I was going to make was, um, so actually this is one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, Annabelle Creation came out Ooh, that, years ago. That's a good one. I didn't um, know you watched that. And there's there are several points in the film where they do such a good job. It's not like Jacob said, like where, you know, some horror movies have like that, like the very stereotypical, like um, almost like, Oh, like this scary thing is going to happen. Mm. This That movie does such a good job of using ambiance to build up your mm. anticipation for something that's going to happen. And then sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah. It keeps you on your toes. Star Wars does that in um, Clone Wars Season 7, where Ahsoka is realizing that Order 66 is happening. Yes. And Rex gets the orders from Palpatine. That scene does such a phenomenal job of building tension mm-hmm. and getting you as the viewer even more invested than you already would be having already seen what happened in revenge of the Sith Mm -hmm. and in other properties as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think especially on the front of horror movies, some of the best things that they can do is not use music because like silence, just this like a quiet place is a really, really good example. That's that whole movie is based like majority off Foley sounds and like just the ambiance yeah. you don't need the music to make it scary because the whole point of it is that it's quiet so it's like 
sometimes music is good, but sometimes like the greatest, uh, what is it? Um, uh, when you say like something's loud or something soft, what is that in music? Crescendo and descendo. Yeah. No, no. Or what no. is fortissimo? No. Like what is it for? Ah, oh, what's the word? The great, it, oh, I can't think of it. I feel like the, Tommy was right for crescendo. No, it's the, the best dynamic is what I was thinking. Oh. The, dynamic. the greatest dynamic is silence. So like in a movie or in a show, the greatest dynamic that you can use sometimes is just the silence because sometimes the music will get in the way of it. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that Star Wars does relatively yeah. well. They know when to use the music and they know when to back off. Yeah. Something I was actually kind of thinking about as well is that Star Wars music also doesn't try to follow traditional song format. So like the example that I'm going to bring up is the Book of Boba Fett theme again. So in the Book of Boba Fett theme, when you have like the voices and whatnot, they're building up, but they create tension that's yeah. building. And then it's only resolved like later, but it's resolved in a way that like, if you're thinking about going from like Do, Re, Mi, it isn't like the traditional like Faso. It's resolved in a different fashion. I don't know really how to explain it better. It holds on to tension as a, yes. as a way to... To make the music more interesting. It doesn't just give you the instantaneous resolution. It will build tension, hold on to that tension, and then in a little bit, like, uh, resolve it. Yeah. Like, the the best thing I could think of is the part in Book of Boba theme when it's just the voices of the, the oh, 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 You hear in the background, there's the cellos. They hold a note, and then they hold it over, and then they resolve it, and then the vocals start up again. Mm -hmm. I wish I could play it on my phone to show there what was... I meant. But no, there's just, it's ways that it just makes the music more interesting yeah. rather than having it just be like cut and dry every measure. There's tension and then resolve, tension, mm -hmm. resolve. There's good dissonance in the piece as well. Yeah. Whereas That's like tension. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars music. And I just want to take this moment to thank John Williams for all he's done for Star Wars, as well as what he's done for cinema in the way of music. There's no man on earth that is a better songwriter than John Williams when it comes to movies. This man did Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Jaws, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Didn't he do Lord of the Rings or is that a different person? No. That would have been someone else. No. Pardon me. Um, Jurassic Park, uh, E.T., Superman. Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> um, let's see. What would you... Well what do you mean by that, Jackson? What do you mean by that, Jackson? You want to share? He did Hook. He did Tintin. He did the BFG. Okay, we don't need to read everything. But no, he, he's an absolute master of cinema music. The only other person that I could think even comes close is Hans Zimmer. But um, no, John Williams is the GOAT. Yep. Ludwig Gordonson is coming up. He did the music for Tenant. Did you know that? Yeah. There's just... That movie nobody saw. It's, it's just... I don't think that Star Wars would have catapulted the way that it did if it weren't for john williams mm -hmm. scoring the first movie mm -hmm. obviously like the special effects were were groundbreaking, groundbreaking. The, yes you know and the designs of the characters were so unique and out there but at the same time i feel like giving it a um what's the word uh, a traditional orchestral soundtrack really elevates star wars mm. and it's not like it's not trying to be spacey it's not trying to be sci-fi because that's the yeah, thing is that. a lot that's of what people... sucks about star trek the star yeah. trek music sucks because it leans too hard on the this is in space 
This is in space. Muppets in space. <laughs> space balls. But it's also that Star Wars. It kind of helps because there's a lot of things in Star Wars that help bring it back to real life. It doesn't feel so far away, mm-hmm. even though it's in a galaxy far, far away. And that's another thing that people miss out on is a lot of people call Star Wars sci-fi. Star yeah. Wars is I don't fantasy. It to be. Yeah. Yes, it, is, it not, is fantasy. It takes place in in space technically, but it's a story. It's literally a soap opera. It's yeah. a story. It's it's, and there's millions of stories to be told within Star Wars, mm-hmm. and it just call it, writing it off as sci-fi. I feel like isn't isn't realistic. Doesn't do it justice. Yeah, it's fantasy. Yeah, that's why Star Trek is sci-fi. Anyway. But no. Yep, Star Wars W. Music is amazing. I can't wait to see what John Williams does in Kenobi. Obi-Wan's theme is going to be so present in that show. Oh my gosh. Probably some innovative ways. Yep. Oh yeah, just so you know, every show that comes out or movie, if there's a Our outro will change. Our outro will be changing. Yes. So... Stay tuned for that. You will like it. It will be good. It will be good. Very good. Very nice. Very good. Very nice. I feel like anyway. I feel like that. That's a good way. So share with us um, your top three pieces of music in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we will let you know if your opinion is trash or not in the comments. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. I think we can move on to... Let's move on to Jacob and his Legos. Legos. If you don't know, and if you live under a rock, or if you can't see this, all the new Lego Star Wars sets have come out that have been prescribed other than the N1 Starfighter. The N1 yes. Starfighter will come out in June. It was only up for pre-order. That's part of the next wave. Yeah. So, and that wave is going to be an absolute banger. That wave should be the one that includes the ATTE BD-1... Um, I'm forgetting what else. That's uh, Cad Bane's be... ship. Cad Bane's yes. ship. Literally, I'm going to go broke. <laughs> the all those sets look like they're going to be so good. They're all ones I really, really want. Yeah. So I am extremely, extremely happy. And then the N1 Starfighter part of that line is going to be absolutely amazing. Yep. But no, the sets that came out are Boba's Palace, the Dark Trooper helmet, Mando helmet, X-wing fighter helmet. And then Luke the Skywalker Luke Skywalker hallway scene. I think that's it. Yeah, I know in total Lego is saying that they had over 60 releases for March 1st in terms of all of their properties, not mm. just Star Wars. The one, the only other one that tempted me that I saw that came out was Mjolnir, Thor's mm. hammer set. Yep. Cost the same amount as this one. It has 300 more pieces though. And uh, the interior of the hammer. Opens like up and it's a display. Yeah. So I was, I, I saw that at Target when I went to get that and I was sitting there like, which do I get? Um, but no, I ended up going with this and I'll talk more about, should I talk about it now since we're in the Lego section? Well, we're going to weekly for, pick up some yeah. anyway. Yeah. Because there's nothing else to really talk because there's no Black Series news, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, there's some Black Series news. Un- you look at the Under the Wax well. Series news, My we bad. have uh, Jackson is a sweetie pie. Okay, that's why I wasn't looking. Under the <laughs> under the Wax Series news. But then also the Carbonized figures are showing up. Yes. Carbonized um, figures are showing up and they are here. At yep. targets everywhere. And in our hands. And in mass. There's still the Paz Vizsla at Target for us. Do really? we sh- did yeah, we show I Paz Vizsla last episode? No, we didn't. Time to break it Also, up. I did just want to throw it out there. I did send this in the Discord today. Um, is the 212 clone ever going to hit the market in the US? Nope. It's coming I'm, out in the UK, but... At, at this point, like I, I genuinely... 
am watching. Oh, I went to one of our local Walgreens today, and they have revamped their entire toy section. Yep, really? they they had They're, new management come in two months ago, and they started redoing the entire. They store. have no Black Series figures at all. Yep, on the shelves anymore, which means that there's no more Rogue One black black and red box figures. Huh. No more any of those, and there were Spider Man No Way Home Legends figures there. Today. What they had the Spider Man in the whatever you guys the have hanging inside out on. suit yeah inside um, out they suit. had that suit and then they had the doctor strange oh what just on the shelf and the prices were the 22.99 it's the accurate price and there was like a, a shelf with black series figures that was like clearanced for six bucks yeah or something like ridiculous huh. like that but there were no black series figures so now i know hey i might start checking walgreens a little more frequently now yep that's interesting because yeah, they got new management i, I know a girl that works there needed it they desperately need Yeah, them. I know a girl that works there and I was talking to her and she's like, we just got a new manager and she What's wants to name? fix it up. Uh, her name is... I also know a girl that works there. Um, her name... Start with a J? No. Her... Oh, we don't know the same person. No, it's... She She was named Everest and I forget what she goes by now. Shout so. out, Jesse. Mm. Hey, Jesse. Anyway, speaking we, on those carbonized figures... Wow! Carbonized short trooper. Pew, 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 pew. We will have glam shots of them up on the screen yes. instead of just holding them out as well. We got Paz Vizsla. I think this one looks better than the actual Paz Vizsla I figure. I know. That's what upsets me. Because his I'm colors like, are more oh. vibrant, but it's also he actually has a metallic look to him to make him look like he's made out of metal. Yes. So this is a must-get figure if you like the Mandalorian. Pick this one up immediately. And Jackson and I... And for the big trooper. collection, we have the Carbonized Scout Trooper. Yes. Um, shout out to uh, Obi Sean Kenobi in the Discord um, for hooking me up because uh, for mine, um, I was really frustrated because I went to Target. I was with Jacob. I'll explain my story and too. And I saw on the Target app that there were five in stock at our Target. And I asked the guy at the electronics section, I had the Target app out, and I was like, hey, man. Can you go get this in the back for me? And he just goes, uh, well, if it's not on the shelf, we don't have it. And I was like, come on, bro. I know that's not true. So then I tried to order it for mm -hmm. pickup two hours later. And then it got canceled, which probably meant an employee just didn't feel like looking for looking it. For it. Yeah. So then Obi-Shan Kenobi was nice enough. He was like, hey, man, I got two. So you can have one of them. And so that's why I have one now. So yes. thank you. Yep. So yeah, here was my experience with that as well because I went to the same Target. Tommy had these issues with Jacob. I'm killing you. <laughs> Jacob ate the pistol from yep. my scout trooper before he started recording, and then regurgitated it. It was nasty. It was quite a talent. You so actually, I think it's on footage. I had literally went to Target 30 minutes before they were open and waited outside like the crazy maniac I am, banging on the doors, like Michael, don't leave me here. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> so there must have been, there was a G.I. Joe drop that day as well, because remember the time that we to get the Clone Wars figures and those two other dudes were there? Yeah. So they were there as well. Oh, those guys that you committed aggravated assault on? No. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. So basically, because they were talking about like, oh, the G.I. Joe paratrooper, like something is coming out. That I don't know, G.I. Joe. I don't know. So freaking. Dude. <laughs> I go... I'm heading to the back to the toy. I gotta aisle, look it up. And I make the turn for the Star Wars section and then make the turn for the G.I. Joe. Nothing's on the shelves. I go to electronics and I'm like waiting and someone walks up and I was like, hey man, you know, like there was a Star Wars figure that was supposed to come out today. I was wondering like if you could check the DCPI. So I pull it up on the app. He looks at it and it says, 
well, it says we just got a shipment in and that they should be in the back. He's like, I can go check for you. And I was like, that's fine with me. Dude comes back in five minutes and he's like, yeah, man, we have everybody back there trying to look for these figures. He's like, I don't know what you want to do or how much time you have, but if you want to rock, walk around like the store, I can keep looking for you. And I was like, that's fine with me, dude. So I was like, okay, I'll wait like 10 minutes. And if they can't find it, I'll leave. So I was walking around and then they have the, that looks awful. That looks so disgusting. Take that off. It's immediately. a retro collection. It looks terrible. <laughs> but, um... I was near like our collectibles section, which has like the NECA and whatnot is right near like the back doors. So I looked around the twilight and made my way back there. And I was standing around like looking at the pops cause they had Cobb Vanth and the dude comes from out of the back and he was all like, Hey man, is this what you were looking for? And he has it in his hand and he yep. just, he just gives it to me. And I was like, thank you so much. Like for looking, I appreciate it. So I don't understand why they didn't put them out on the shelf and why employees were having so much difficulty because every other time there's been a star wars figure drop at that target that i've been to the employees have known about it and put them behind the electronics counter so when people came up to buy them they were there i guess now they're gone because when i go to the app and try to look at the store it says they're not even available but it says paz vizsla is still at the store and there's several of them left i think what frustrates me is like this was the same day within 12 hours. Yes. And it's not like this figure was a highly desirable figure. Exactly. And the thing that bothers me is that like Jackson had an experience with one employee. I go in with a different employee the next day and it was Jacob was there to testify. Yeah. He literally just the goes. The guy literally just didn't feel like looking at He stands and he goes, yeah, it says we have five in the back, but that's sometimes a design issue with these. It means that we don't actually have them at all. Which was a lie because the re it came in a case of six and I got and the when one. when I looked at the Target app, it said there were five left. And, and but those, he was like, apps, it, those apps update instantaneously. He's like, it says we sold, he's like, it says we sold one this morning, but it's probably yeah, just a that's what he said. He said, he said, he said we sold, sold one this yeah. morning and I was like, well, that was me. I was, I was thinking, about, I wanted to say, I was like, yeah, that was my friend. Yeah, no, and, you should have and been like, he freaking waited and like got it and whatnot. So I feel, so. I wonder how many other people went up to, because that guy works the electronics all the time. Yeah. And mm -hmm. every time I've gone to him, he's always nice. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's not like that one Walmart. He's just a employee. lazy boy. He's just a lazy boy. He's not like that one Walmart employee, the crybaby guy. The oh one, or the guy that, gosh. or the lady that yelled at me. Yeah, but he's not like You need to wait. He like, very, he just. Oh, well, if it's not on the shelf, we don't have it. But, sir, it says on the app you do. Oh, well, it's just not updated. Okay, well, but I get that sometimes because Jacob and I have that issue working at Walmart where, like, the overlord system says we have something on the app and it doesn't. Yeah, like, I did a mobile that, order. That usually happens when people steal it. Yeah. Like, I had done a mobile order uh, for Walmart just to, like, pick up some stuff before work. And it said they had items in store and I went to go pick up my order and they just didn't have it. But they refunded me the money. So yeah. I was like, whatever. Oh well, that just Anyways, sucks. I did get another pickup. Another yes, so this, this pickup, is a good one. This is the um, replacement that I got for my um, defective Bad Batch Rex figure. Bad Batch Rex figure. Hey, does do you want to bring this up to the front so you can get a little, little actually glam shot? What we'll is that's yeah. actually fun. So that looks good right there. It's a um. So I got this in the mail, and it was uh, literally no return address on it. So I just it just showed up in the mail last Saturday. And I was sitting here and I was like, uh, was this from like a, a fan anonymously? Like, what, what is this? And, uh, 
Because it's a Dr. Afra three pack of vintage collection um, figures. It's Dr. Afra, BT1, and Triple Zero. Um, and I just, and I looked and like it has a really high aftermarket value. So I was like, whoa, like how did I get this? And then um, I sent pictures of it in the Discord and Infernal Hippo, shout out Infernal Hippo, yes. uh, let me know that um, this pack is something that Hasbro sometimes sends out. Um, because the Bad Batch Rex was an exclusive. Yes. They didn't have any Bad Batch Rex figures on hand. So what they did was they send you a different exclusive. And this pack was actually a 2018 uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And so, for those that are wondering, um, people are listing it for about $120 on the resale market. Yeah, so um, I have no real interest in this. So if anyone would like to trade... Um, I'll trade or... you my wife and kids for it. That's a steam. If anyone would like to trade it with me <laughs> or buy it off me, um, I would be willing to do that for a fair price. Or again, like just trade it um, for something like a, a of equal or lesser value. Black Series or a that Black would be Series a Rancor. Nah, bro. Watch you get um, freaking a two twelfth traded, and then it's the AliExpress bootleg. <laughs> ah! If someone did that to me, I'll hunt you down and cut you like a fish. Um. But yeah, that's my pickup. Give me my big pickup. I've been talking about this one for weeks now. I finally brought it with me. It it's is so much larger than I ever thought it would it be. It is huge. It is the Mandalorian Nerf Ambin Pulse Rifle. Um, it comes with 10 silver darts. It's a break action gun. Gun? That's hot. Oh, what yeah, that's hot. That's hot. The only thing I wish about it was I wish the stock was a little bit longer. But when you fire it... It has two sounds that it makes. And then when you open it and then reseal the break action. Yeah, it's super cool. The only thing I've... Oh, and the scope lights up. There's a button right here. If you can see on camera, it will... Turn yep. red. That's dope. Yeah. That's so cool. But um, yeah, I, I, me and my uh, roommates have Nerf War, so I've been using this. But uh, the only thing I found out is if you pull this back too hard, you will accidentally slam fire the dart, which means it will just fire by you pulling it back. So uh, you do have to be a bit careful. Cause in, in come a, in on, a, Hasbro, get it together. In an intense situation, you might not think about it. You gotta reload, you do it real quick, and then the dart shoots out the top, and then you have, you're out of luck when you go to corner peek someone. So yeah, that was that, oh, and you want to try to grab the box? I think the box is the coolest thing when about Jacob this. Jacob brought out the box, I couldn't believe how large this item is. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, this is the box <laughs> it comes so in. Sheesh. I'm going to stay standing. To put this it is one of the cooler boxes I've ever seen out of a product. Just the amount of detail that's in it. It's Mando, as you can tell. It's got some... Uh, what is it? Hatties, Hatties. text. And then it has two flaps here, so you can open up the box and view it as a kind of like display, or it has more artwork on the inside. That's, That's so, so premium. Cool. I know. It, this actually feels like a premium product. And then after I bought it, I found out that they sell the exact same Nerf gun in a normal box in a crappy paint job for 50 bucks. Oh. And this is 120. So this is really is a collector's item. I should have kept it in the box. But um, I've had fun with it. I've gathered down my roommates. There's a there's a clip on the on the side of it where it's supposed to be. You can like actually hook like a lanyard to it and stuff. I put a command hook on my wall and I hang it on my wall in my dorm. So it hangs right next to the American flag because you know America. 
But um, it's all over. Instead, <laughs> staying with Star Wars for the most part, as you can tell, I have the Boba's Castle set that uh just came out. This set is actually pretty cool. It's like seven hundred and thirty-two pieces. All the sides are modules, so you can play around That's with it. Sick. The door over here can actually slide up. It has the wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it slides up. Actually, has, it has the all-seeing eye that you Might can have. It. You go like <laughs> he shoots out. The back side of the entire thing opens up as well. What? So there's like a kitchen set in the back. Got the yak. Yeah, there's bottles, and it has like um a rotisserie, <laughs> uh, all over. And then this throne part slides out. Revealing some hidden weapons and hidden storage and stuff as well. Move sword too, like for the rancor money. pit. Mm -hmm. And then it, there's also like a little thing so you can, you're supposed to put Bitten Fortuna in the throne and then you can flick it so he flies out of it like he's dead. Um, I'm not or gonna. Or just doing the dash. Yeah. Um, yeah, this set was, it was pretty fun to build. It wasn't actually repetitive whatsoever when it came to building it. That um, looks so nice though. Yeah, it's it's, it's cool a, that it's like modular. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a really nice actual just like display piece. It actually looks pretty good. The scale of it, it's pretty nice. I think a hundred bucks is a bit steep for it. I think the only reason why it's a higher price point is because of the amount of minifigures it comes with. It has like um uh I forget his series Calamari Quarren. Yeah. Uh some random pink haired dancer. We got she has a name, I don't mm -hmm. really it comes with Gamgard, Boba, Fennec. Fennec has a new hair piece. Bib Fortuna, obviously. And what are these guys called? A week called? way. A week way, yeah. yeah. Like Hondo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, this set's pretty cool. If you notice, there's some stuff here and here that's just built on it. It's just because my I also got my girlfriend a set for Encanto at the same time. And you have a girlfriend? Yeah, and she started building some uh, uh, random stuff all over it. And I didn't touch it. What she look like? <laughs> Wait, you have a girlfriend? What's her address? What's her social security number? Her social security number is 316428. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, other pickups. I, I've i had this for a week or two. I forgot to show this off last episode. It'll be glam shots of this. It's Robocop Spider-Man. It's the Mark Sheesh. 1 Spider-Man. Uh, Mark 1 Armor Spider-Man. This one is another one of the comic wave. I pretty much have the entire wave except for Jameson, Hammerhead, and uh, what is sh I think it's Shocker or Stalker. Yeah, they have Shocker at Target mm -hmm. right now. I know. See, I just don't feel like getting them. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I don't care about them that much. I'm not trying to get the whole wave. I'm just getting Spider-Man figures that I like. Um, yeah, so it's very cool. Nice. Then I, uh, besides the Scout Trooper pickup I had, uh, Jacob and Tom were able to find another wave of the symbiote spider-man put up the Target. picture of me with a mando helmet on with all three of them please <laughs> this was one i had pre-ordered on big bad i know skywalker hendrix has told me amazing things about the figure and i'm so excited it's still in the packaging because i it's quite frankly mint. have not had a minute to open it and i want to have time to enjoy it i got on spring break mm -hmm. by the time this episode is up so then it'll be out of the package and i'll be playing with it mm -hmm. and posing it like crazy but yeah i basically have this entire line except for hammerhead and shocker yeah i got i have hobgoblin and ben riley but no super good figure i found three of yes. them when i went to the store and they come in cases i think four or five yeah so symbiote was always my most favorite thing from spider-man i thought mm -hmm. that was the coolest thing yeah so i i found that and then tommy and i were we got off work and we were wearing our, our helmets. So there's a, that lovely picture that you probably saw already. Um, yeah. 
That then I think that's pretty much it for this no, episode. No, I have one, one more thing. thing. Oh. So when I also got the Scout Trooper, I've also been getting the Clone Wars blind bag keychains, and I just so happen to get Anakin. Ooh, I got wow. terrible. I'll kill you. <laughs> I have terrible luck ordering these online, but if it's in store, like I know what packs to be picking. Jacob can attest to this. I'm like that with Pokemon cards. I will just have the hand of luck and pick the best cards. Remember when we used to collect Pokemon cards like three or four summers ago? Yes. Yeah. And Jacob had the absolute I had, worst. I literally <laughs> every pack I would get, it would be it would be garbage. Jackson and I'd be like, oh a GX, like, oh man, this is a good Oh my gosh, card. I got a full art, I got a full art card. I'd be like I got There's one time Pelican. Jacob bought like six packs, got nothing, and yes. was like, you know what? I'm going back into Walmart. Because we would go to Walmart and then we'd open the packs in the parking lot in my car, my dad's car, I should say. Because this was like way back in high school. Yeah. And then Jacob would go run in the store, bought like three more packs, and none of them even had like a holographic card. No. Nope. Yeah. It was all just doo-doo garbage. Yeah, I had like so it was, funny. It was but, the day before senior year. I bought a pack with him just for the hell of it, and I got like a full art, like golden Raichu card. And I was like, ah! screaming because it was amazing. I never pulled anything like that before. That was when uh, it just got upset. Was that hidden I just sat there like, mm. the set with the shinies. It uh, wasn't hidden fates. I remember yet. when hidden, hidden fates came out, and that's where my luck turned around. But granted, those car, the, those packs were seeded like really well, so you can yeah. get a bunch of good stuff. So um, I remember we we skipped out like first period in high school. We went to GameStop. Um, did we yeah we we went to gamestop and we on said, a weekend because i remember jack scribner was at school and he wanted to get oh yeah so we we literally we skipped first period to go and grab these pokemon cards and we literally pretty much bought all gamestop had we just kept go- we would we go in the car we'd open them and we'd be like at the pools that we got and then i'd be like i'm gonna go get more and then run back inside and then the dude working the counter was like you shouldn't be doing this. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Dude, I... I think I have my binder in I here somewhere. I plugged the podcast to this kid last night when I went to Target. Yeah. And it was like the funniest interaction. I was looking at ice cream. And there was this kid that was like looking at ice cream too. And I said, I was like, oh, what flavor should I get? And like had him like... Because I, I, I didn't really care. You know, I just wanted yeah. ice cream. And um, by the way, I forgot the ice cream at the store and I just didn't feel like going back for it. So I oh. just bought ice cream and it's probably sitting there melting. But um, the kid, I was like, I was like, hey, man, do you like Star Wars? And the kid was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, I was like, we have a, I do a Star Wars podcast. It's the 1313 podcast. You probably looked like such a weirdo. And he was like, yep. he was like, yeah. And I was, so, hey, kid, if you're watching, welcome. But you're probably not watching. Yeah, if you, you are, cool. if you subs. are, let us know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then there was the last night. I also went to GameStop, uh, and I. Where didn't you go, Tom? Dude, I've been going everywhere recently. I went to GameStop and I talked to the cashier there for probably ten minutes, just about the book of Boba Fett. It was awesome. Love it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's all I got. All right, yep. Get off my soap but box. I think that is all that we have for today's episode. It if you liked lot. it, make sure that you leave a like, leave a comment, and subscribe. Let us know your favorite pieces of Star Wars music, and let us know if you picked up any of the recent carbonized figures, if you got any of the Lego sets, and if you have, how was your hunting process? How did it go? Just leave a comment, or if you want to be even cooler, join that Discord and let us know there. We're always active. We're always checking. Um, so yeah, please be sure to join okay, that Discord. Yep. 
I'm lurking and stalking when you least expect it. I'll be watching all the time. Ladies, so I'm seeing your comments and, and they're making me smile. smile. Hey, let me just I'd say, be lurking let me and just stalking. say, the comments on the TikTok be making me and Jacob feel very yeah. validated. Make sure that you make sure that you be following our TikTok so that way you can see we all the. We be posting goofy stuff on Sundays. Yeah, uh, we be we be having fun. We be doing dances and stuff. And I think my favorite comments are the people that don't even see our faces and they're like, "Why is this hot?" Uh, my favorite one was I was standing in the back of the the first one that we posted. And I, the most recent comment that I saw was the fella in the back really putting his man dussy into it. And I was wearing the Mando <laughs> helmet. So that one was pretty funny. There's a bunch of ones that there was one that said, this is hot. I'm going to get a divorce right now. And I was like, huh? And then I checked her TikTok and it was her with like a baby. I was like, dang. So people will be wild. I've always record. wanted to be a father. I always... I've always wanted to be, no! a, to be a father to some youth. I, Ladies, <laughs> if you're single and you a mother, hit my line. <laughs> anyway. Listen, ladies, if you got I'm gonna mute your mic. a lot of money and you trying to support my... Dang. <laughs> I really muted him. So please be sure to join that TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. You know the rest. Thank you all for joining us this week, and we will see you all on Thursday for Have a Chat, right? Right? No, you right? would have already no, seen the right? Habit Chat. You would have already, already seen, seen the Have a Chat. Oh, oopsie. My bad. My bad. I got my dates mixed Goodbye, up. Bye, everybody. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Dun 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 Da 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 da